you're about to listen to another great show on the Four Eyed Radio Network. To listen to other shows just like this, go to foureyedradio.com. Like our show, Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast. Where we talk everything and anything about Pokemon. Learn something new. Like, did you know that every Pokemon card is misprinted on the back? The ball centerpiece opens on the wrong side. <laughs> what? I'm going to have to check that out. But yeah, you can learn stuff like that, which I just learned right now. Wallop and web snappers. My spider sense is tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Derek. And I'm Doug. And is your spider sense tingling? I don't know. I'm feeling pretty gamma weak, but yeah, I think it is. To listen to this show, find us on foureyedradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. If I was doing the spider sense thing, I would have just howled like a wolf. <laughs> I've done that already. <laughs> no, I know you did. I know you plus, have. Uh, plus, I love the phrase gamma week. I want to incorporate that into my actual ver- uh, lexicon. <laughs> just feeling kind of gamma week today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, there's werewolves and uh, and a Hulk in the episode we're talking about today, uh-huh. which is a weird, weird combination. Yeah. But hey. You know, that's, that's, that's the Halloween for you. I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. It's, it's a, it's a weird episode. I'm glad but, it's a Halloween episode, I think is what I'll start with. Uh, yeah. If it wasn't a Halloween episode, it would be dumb, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> we're, this is, this is an episode we're talking about of the 2017 Spider-Man show, also known as Marvel's Spider-Man. It is available on Disney plus real easy to watch along with us. So let's just dive right into it. Shall yeah. we? This is their first Halloween episode. It is entitled, uh, or I should say, it is season one, episode 11, entitled Halloween Moon. The synopsis per IMDb is, it's Halloween night and Spider-Man must team up with the Hulk to keep a man-wolf from infecting all of Manhattan. A man-wolf. A man wolf, just a man wolf, <laughs> which is some funny. Man wolf. <laughs> well, it's it's funny too because <laughs> if it if even if even if you want to just be like it is a man wolf, there's still more than one in this episode, so uh-huh. <laughs> it's not right. Anyway. <laughs> the original air date for this episode was October seventh, twenty seventeen, putting it right near Halloween, appropriately. It was written by Kevin Burke and Chris Doc Wyatt, who we have talked about previously on our episode eighty four. And it was directed by Dan Duncan, who we previously talked about on our episode 77. Can I read you the the Disney Plus synopsis just because I laughed out loud uh, when I read it? Oh, please. I don't remember what it is. It's so short. Spider-Man teams up with the Hulk to stop a villain. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Wow. (sighs) Well... We do have a number of new characters uh, sort of highlighted here, at least in this universe or this show, I should say, because some of them cross over uh, in other shows. But they're all acted by people we're very familiar with by now. So 
Um, we do feature Manwolf here. We've met John Jameson very briefly, uh, but he gets a lot more focus here, or at least as Manwolf. And I think we might have mentioned at the time uh, that John Jameson is voiced by Josh Keaton, who we first talked about in our episode 12 as the voice of Peter Parker uh, and Spider-Man in The Spectacular Spider-Man. And we've definitely mentioned him, if not as John Jameson, as the voice of Norman Osborn for this show. So we know Josh Keaton well by now. Mm -hmm. Another person we know very well. (laughs) And who we've talked about as this very character, Fred Tatashore does the voice of Hulk. Uh, if he didn't, that would be the weirdest thing ever to have him already on the show and not voice a character he voices across all sorts of shows. Sure. Uh, we first talked about him in our episode 20 as the voice of the Hulk, uh, but we talked about him as the Hulk in Marvel Disc Wars, the Avengers, the English dub, and we've talked about him plenty here as the voice of Max Modell. And then the third person we know well, but not as a voice actor... Uh, so a little bit more to discuss here. Bruce Banner is voiced not by Fred Tatashore, but by Kevin Shinnick. And we first talked about Shinnick in our episode 77 not too long ago as the supervising producer and story editor for this very show. <laughs> yeah. I think we mentioned he would come up as a voice actor, but here he is. Uh-huh. He's finally here. Uh, He also provides the voice of Bruce Banner in other shows within this same sort of animated universe. So uh, Bruce Banner in Avengers Assemble and Guardians of the Galaxy is voiced by Shinnick. Uh, He also appears in Godzilla King of the Monsters as a weatherman. (laughs) So that's fun. And unsurprisingly, he provides numerous voices for Robot Chicken and 2010's Mad. Yeah. I'm glad he does voice acting, too, because he does have a nice voice. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. He has a good voice. Yeah, it is funny. It's it's always funny to see like what roles creators who have, you know, all all the power pretty much in in their shows, like who they choose to play if they want to play a character. Yeah. Like, you know, cuz often, you know, it's just going to be like some rando like, you know, cameo or whatever. But then like I remember like Greg Weissman played um Donald Menken, which is like, you know, just kind of like a, a sniveling, like Smithersy kind of character. Yeah. And then like Kevin Shinnick is like, I'm going to be Bruce, not the Hulk. I'm going to be Bruce Banner. It's like, it always like, I'm always curious. Like, why did you decide that's who you wanted to play? <laughs> play yeah. You know? Yeah. It really makes me wonder, like, do they, are they, are they characters that they specifically are interested in voicing? Or is there something that they recognize in their own voice that they're like, actually, like I would do that really well, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like especially in the in the case of like Mencken. Like, does he does Greg Weissman actually want to be Mencken, or does he just realize like I do that voice well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, bunch of bunch of folks we know, so that's that's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than that, that's pretty much all of our production stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I guess we can just dive right into our Halloween episode. Let's do it. So this one opens with Spider-Man rushing to get to a Halloween party at Horizon High. So even though they never had a dance, they clearly have parties for holidays. (laughs) And he has invited Harry as his guest, which I think is kind of a fun little detail. Uh, He does receive a phone call from Harry, who's already at the party, and, another fun detail, feeling awkward as a result of the last party he attended at Horizon, uh, (laughs) which was thrown in his honor. (laughs) 
And at the end of which he said, by the way, I'm not going here anymore. Bye. <laughs> yep. And then I also- love that they, that they acknowledge that like a couple yeah. of times in this episode. It's just like, you know, that was real awkward, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Cause it's a thing yeah. that other shows might not do just because Harry is a regular character, you know? Yeah. So they would just, I think, take for granted the fact that he always exists. So he just is going to be there. Uh, yeah. This show, not willing to do that. Not willing to let Harry off the hook. And I like it. Yeah, yeah, I like it too. <laughs> the other reason he's feeling awkward is that he's only got half of a costume because for some bizarre reason, he and Peter agreed to dress as a horse together, wherein Harry is the ass of the horse. <laughs> Why would they do this? <laughs> Here's the thing that I do like about about this that I because I don't think you would see it in any other most other Spider-Man shows is that because this show has like zero interest at this point in addressing like a Peter romance subplot, like the closest romance that he gets yeah. is with his best friend, Harry. They get to sort of like do a story like this where it's like your date is, is your friend Harry yeah. and you're going to do a silly little costume together because you're not trying, to, you're not trying to impress a date or anything like that. You're trying to go together in a silly costume. Um, yeah. And that creates like a very different kind of conflict that's outside of just like, oh, no, my my date abandoned me. It's like, no, not only did did your friend date abandon you, he also like left you in half of a silly costume that makes you literally look like a horse's ass. Like, I think it's actually really clever. Yeah, no, that's that's the reason I love that they specifically say Harry is there as Peter's guest. Like, I just think that's. For all of that, all those reasons, I think it's such a nice, nice detail for them to include. And you're right. It's uh, probably not exclusively because he doesn't have a love interest, but it certainly makes these types of stories easier and more focal, which yeah, it's I really like. Refreshing, I think, you know, yeah. given given how many shows that we've seen where that's, you know, not not that I dislike the romance. I sure. love Peter Parker romance, romance conflict. It's usually really fun, but it's really refreshing to just not, at least for a po- significant portion of time, to not be making that the emotional core of this. Yeah. Well, and it's easy to, it's easy to default on some of those stories. And I think because this isn't a default, it ends up being sort of more interesting or like you said, refreshing. So yeah. I'm here for it. Very here yeah. for it. <laughs> Well, Peter begins to assure Harry that he will be there soon, but he is interrupted when he hears a commotion nearby. And of course, he's going to investigate said commotion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I like the I do like the little bit where like uh yeah, because I think it's Peter gets distracted by the by the commotion, so he he throw he somehow works in a great power, great responsibility reference. Yep. But while he's talking on the phone to Harry, and Harry's like, why why would I even say that? What does that even mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? What are you saying? <laughs> it's fun when like what is would normally be Peter's interior monologue like is heard by another character. And it's like, what? What yeah. are you talking about? I appreciate that. <laughs> so, of course, like we said, Spider-Man investigates the commotion and he finds way more quickly than I expected a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, you know. And we're just going to call them Man-Wolf because in about 12 seconds, they're going to call him Man-Wolf anyway. It's yeah. Man-Wolf, everybody. <laughs> yeah. We know Man-Wolf. Yeah, we know this one. Best, my best friend, Man-Wolf. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So he obviously tries to stop this Man-Wolf from terrorizing people, um, and they clash for a little bit. Man-Wolf, much stronger than Spider-Man, kind of gains the advantage. But luckily, the Hulk shows up and takes over fighting Man-Wolf for Spider-Man until a crystal on Man-Wolf's chest 
begins to drain Hulk of his power. That's weird. <laughs> it is weird. I don't even really know what to say about it because I don't even remember how I reacted to that. <laughs> I was I was confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was too. I think I have thoughts on on all of this together, but it'll make more sense I think at the end. Yeah, but as yeah. it was happening in the moment, I was like, "This is very unexpected, and I don't know what to do with it." Yeah. Uh, but they tell us what to do with it, so we'll get yeah. <laughs> we'll get to what to do with it, I guess. Yeah. But... <laughs> Do you have an opinion on, like, this shows Hulk and I think other iterations, uh, recent animated iterations as well, like, kind of talks a lot. Like, he's not yeah. he's not the MCU Hulk. He's not the Hulk of some comics. And he's not the Hulk of, like, I think, like, the 80s and 90s cartoons where it's just, like, Hulk smash. He, he This Hulk makes quips and speaks yeah. in, like, complete sentences. He's just, you know, he's still kind of ragey, and he's not, like, smart. Like, he doesn't say science things, but he's just, like, talks like a superhero. And, like, personally, I don't think I like that. Like, it doesn't – you get used to it, but I don't – I feel like it feels – it feel, always feels weird to me when it's a Hulk that talks like that because – it makes him like feel too much like a, just a regular superhero, you know, rather than like I think the thing that makes Hulk so interesting is that he is a giant, often uncontrollable rage machine that just is sometimes in control. But then as soon as he's making quips like Spider-Man does, it's like, OK, well, I guess you're just another Avenger. <laughs> I don't know. I I mean, I if, if I have to pick a version of Hulk, I prefer the Rage Monster one. But I don't mind this because I know – well, one, I know that there's – I'm not super familiar with Hulk. It is it is probably the one comic that I want to be more familiar with more than any other because I just feel like in the universe of Marvel, Hulk is the one that I'm like I want to know more about because I just don't know that much and I feel like I don't fully get it. But I feel yeah. like I have begun to get there, right? And a lot of that I can attribute to the MCU. I, I feel like the Hulk MCU – or the MCU Hulk – it's like a very significant character to me. So I've I've begun to get there, but I still haven't read the comics. Mm-hmm. So I know there's like a journey there. And I know that this is a version of Hulk that is definitely not unique to this. I think when it comes to like intelligent sort of conscious Hulk, I at least want there to be conflict between the personas of Hulk and Bruce Banner. And this yeah. show does do that. So in this case, I'm like fine with it. That's true. I actually think the version of Hulk in endgame is like what i don't want them to do with hulk where they've sort of like merged that to me is like the least interesting version of hulk at least in this case you can pick up on an animosity between the two characters which is what i thought mcu's was going to kind of explore more and then just never did yeah so here i'm kind of okay with it for that reason I think that makes sense. And I don't, I think a lot of the lines that they write for him in this episode, I think are like really legitimately funny. Um, <laughs> I do think he talks like just a little bit too much. Like he quips just a little bit too much yeah. for, it, for it to just be like, but you're just, now you just sound like Spider-Man. Like I need yeah. to have be a little different. No, I agree. But, uh, I think a good yeah. balance was actually done in like Ragnarok where it was clear he had like his own thoughts and opinions, but he didn't talk too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was still very ragey. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like that felt like a good sort of balance between the two. If you're going to have him be a character that isn't constantly raging or does articulate what they're thinking. Right. Right. Well, uh, but yeah, so Spider-Man notices that Hulk is being drained of his power. Um, so he web slingshots himself at Man-Wolf away from Hulk and through a stone wall. 
<laughs> Manwolf takes serious beatings in this episode. Just he a really heads does. up. He really does. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, but, you know, Man-Wolf, who was just thrown through a stone wall, runs away, and Spider-Man finds that Hulk is actually transformed back into Dr. Bruce Banner. So, it's, the first thing he does, because this Peter Parker is, is a big science dork, uh, he, like, geeks out over meeting this famous Dr. Banner, uh, like, bigger fanboy of Dr. Banner than he is of the Hulk, which they even kind of call out. Like, yeah. usually people like the superhero, not like the, not the scientist. And Peter's like, I love, I love scientists. I wish I was black ooze and could go back to the Avengers <laughs> compound with you. <laughs> right. This isn't getting old for me either. Like he's no, 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 so many scientists that I find it so endearing every time. Yeah, well, it works because there's so many scientists in the Marvel universe that are also yeah. like that are significant. So like, there's plenty of opportunities for Peter to meet them, and they're all going to have kind of different reactions yeah. to it. And that actually is kind of fun because I don't know, it's not that's not a common type of thing. So yeah, 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 I like it. But yeah, so you know, he's geeking over meeting Doctor Banner. He helps him to a bench, um, and they kind of discuss uh, what 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 is the deal with this crystal. Uh, Spidey's like. Okay, well, I know it's a glowing crystal, but it can't be mystical because magic obviously isn't real, um, which is like, does Doctor Strange exist in this world? Does Thor exist in this world? I don't know. I mean, we'll find out. But I do like that they've – This is. it's been a couple of times that at yeah. least from Peter's perspective and point of view, he believes that there's a scientific logical explanation for everything. Um, and I'm excited to see if that ever – like comes comes to a head or comes into more greater conflict later on. If it doesn't, I think it's a huge miss because it feels yeah. like they're specifically trying to slowly build up to a moment where he cannot write something off. Yeah. You know? Like something magical is going to happen and he's going to have to accept it. And I want that story. Yeah. Like, and you know, if this is supposed to exist and I, I assume crossover with, uh, you know, with the other Disney XD Marvel universe stuff, like, you can meet Doctor Strange or whatever really easily. Mm-hmm. So it's a really easy, easy way to do that story if they want to. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so he's like, magic isn't real. So And Ban- uh, Banner hypothesizes uh, that the crystal apparently drains gamma rays. Um, so B- Banner instructs Spidey to help him track Man-Wolf, saying, hope you didn't have plans tonight. <laughs> Not going to lie, a little disappointed that Banner didn't at least allude to that sort of what is it? The Thor sentiment of like magic is just science. We don't understand with idea or understand idea. Like I was hoping that he, he would at least sort of like plant a seed in Peter's mind to not be close minded, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) It fits in with like the Hulkness of it all. It does. And I think they're probably kind of, I, I, it seems to me like they're kind of just avoiding referencing that stuff because they've made such limited references to Marvel universe stuff. Like even when they reference the Avengers, like, we know Captain America and Iron Man exist, but they haven't referenced who else is on the Avengers. Oh, sure. You know, this version, so. And I wouldn't want him to specifically, I, I just used it as like a reference point. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm, I, I just was surprised that he didn't have, or, or I just wanted, I guess I wasn't surprised, wanted yeah. him to have at least some comment about like, that's a little close minded. <laughs> I gotcha. But yeah, maybe, maybe even Bruce Banner hasn't encountered magic yet. We'll see. So back at the party, <laughs> Peter's plans that he didn't have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gwen notices Harry as he is leaving Peter a voicemail and I, Gwen is hanging out with like a couple other students who are also in costumes Gwen is dressed as like I guess it's supposed to be Red Riding Hood probably yeah. 
Um, it's and then definitely she's, Red Riding Hood. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's also with some sort of like medieval knight, uh, but sort of like a crusadery costume, which is a little weird. But then also my favorite character, who I think is a character we've never met. Uh, so I'm just going to call them Katie, is in like a full fucking shark costume. Katie rules. Like, this is the coolest character. And I, I'm so sad we probably won't ever meet them again because I just need to know more about this one character that showed up to the party in, like, the most costumey costume because that's the person I want to be friends with. Yeah, I love it. It's you know what I what I love too is that I do I don't know I don't know how much they were thinking through this versus just like we can't have these voice actors in the episode or whatever for whatever reason, but like I think that it makes sense that Anya isn't there because she doesn't like parties. And mm-hmm. I could see my Miles is a Spider-Man now. So maybe he's just like, I'm not going to go to a dance. I'm going to go web swinging and be Spider-Man. Like, right. they don't call it out, but they're not in this episode at all, which I think ends up helping because it reduces the cast a little bit for some of the drama later. But yeah. I think you, it's also it makes perfect sense that Gwen out of that group would be the only one that would actually bother to go to a party and enjoy it. So. Yeah, it's also um, it's it's a big step up from something we've criticized the show before about, which is like not filling in its backgrounds appropriately. Yeah, this party is appropriately populated. <laughs> yeah, and so it makes sense that Gwen would be interacting with students that we haven't necessarily met before. Yeah, uh, because Anya and Miles aren't there. Now you know what it isn't populated by adults of any kind <laughs> there are no Imagine chaperones <laughs> whatsoever when hell breaks loose later on it's the students who are taking charge just like in the last one it's like not even max is there this time it's yeah, like where are max and alexi they were like so pumped about the dance <laughs> <laughs> yep alexi's yep. scarred maybe he's not showing up to like social functions yeah. <laughs> I mean, yep yep and maybe maybe these kids threw this on their own without max's permission or something and that's why there are no adults here this is actually like an illegal halloween rave happening right oh now. love that <laughs> that really drastically it like uh heightens the stanks stanks that <laughs> that immediately heightens the stakes of this whole party yeah and the events yeah. of the episode if it's an illegal party I don't think there's anything that says that that can't be the case right now. You know, yeah. it would exp- that would be the only explanation for why there are literally no adults <laughs> at all in this entire episode outside of the fucking Hulk. So, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, so okay, this all because Gwen notices Harry, right? So then she, knowing Harry, having gone to school with Harry for at least a couple weeks, it seems like uh, yeah. she pokes fun at him for a bit. Based on how their last party ended, she even makes a joke and says, like, are you going to end all of our parties here at Horizon by telling us you're not going to come to Horizon High? Uh, which <laughs> I, I enjoyed. And, you know, he is self-conscious about this. So, like, she tells the joke, doesn't go over super well. Ultimately, she tells him, like, don't worry about it. It's fine. And then she makes a comment about how on Halloween night you can pretend to be anyone you want. Which I thought was going to be more significant to this episode. <laughs> It's yeah. not. <laughs> it was really it's it's like kind of a thing for Harry that he brings up later kind of but that's really it. Like you'd think it would be a nice uh a nicer like thematic through line but it's literally just centered kind of on Harry a little bit and that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, not as big of a theme as I thought it was going to be. But it yeah. does you're right, it does apply to what Harry's doing, so that's yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, 
not at the party, Dr. Banner and Spider-Man begin their search, and Spidey learns that Banner may not be recovered enough to hulk out when they find Man-Wolf, which is, you know, a detail for later. Yeah, yeah. Back at Horizon again, uh, a student named Kurt? Weird call out. Yeah, because, okay, well, first of all. That's not it, Kurt Connors. It can't be, because he's like a surfer. I mean, what, he got, like, he was almost like a sur- like a dumb surfer dude kind of kid kind of vibe yeah i don't know whatever whatever his like way of speech is it's like not it's not a smart kid i mean it's a horizon horizon dance so i mean i guess he could still be a genius yeah, he could I don't be know. a smart kid from socal <laughs> yeah so i mean it could be it would just definitely be a wild take on kirk on kurt you know and he has he has i mean he has both of his arms too which is usually not a, a Kurt usually doesn't. So, like, I don't know. Also, the subs spell it with a K for Kurt. Not that you can ever trust the subtitles for anything. Sure. But if they ever wanted it out to introduce actual Kurt Connors and say this wasn't Kurt, you could say this was Kurt with a K. I don't know. Whatever. It was we'll just a, it was just a bad extra name. I'm, I, I don't know this to be true, so I can't say 100%, but I feel like 99% sure this was just a mistake on naming an extra uh, with the name that is very significant in this universe. <laughs> yeah, because would, this would be a buzz. I would, I would think it would be hilarious if, like, nope, this this guy turns into a lizard later. It's just, it, but it would be, I yeah, I think it would be bizarre if this is how they introduced Kurt yeah. Connors of all people. Not a chance. Um, yeah, but <laughs> this like SoCal surfer dude named Kurt in a wolf mask runs into the room and is like, "Hey, there's a werewolf on the loose." Other students like obviously think it's a joke because he's dressed like a dressed like a wolf so like oh oh kurt you're so funny uh but then you know an actual werewolf pops in uh werewolf <laughs> just walks in or uh, werewolf man wolf walks right in behind him yeah just moseys on in this episode's pretty fa- fast paced at the beginning so <laughs> a lot happens yep yep <laughs> well because there's a whole like last seven minutes that i never could have expected which is uh, why nope. I think this part moves all very quickly. Uh, yeah, this is like the normal part of the episode. <laughs> yeah, but I think I do think like the fact that it's a Halloween episode explains quite a bit. Yeah, because they just sort of sit there and say like, "We're doing werewolves. We're doing it from the get go. This is our werewolf episode. Ready, set, go." <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, I love the detail that uh, Harry calls his boyfriend first before doing anything else to let yeah. him know not to come to the party. Yeah. Uh, you know, because there's a giant werewolf on the loose, um, which luckily all clues in Spider-Man and Banner to head right that way and save the day. Yeah. So Manwolf begins to rampage at the party, as monsters at parties tend to do, and he scratches a number of students in the process, which <laughs> I didn't notice right away, but becomes very important. Uh, eventually, he settles on pursuing Harry and pins him to the ground and growls Osborne, which... I was not expecting. Harry seemingly recognizes Manwolf and replies, Jameson? Which I doubly was not expecting. (laughs) (laughs) And before they can interact further, Spider-Man arrives and pulls Manwolf off of his boyfriend, Harry. Yeah. Spider-Man and Manwolf exchange some blows. Spider-Man manages to web him to the wall. So like, oh, it's all going great, right? Uh, Banner begins to kind of strategize on what to do next. But then as he does, the th- that thing that totally took me by surprise is that those, uh, those I think, three students yep. who were scratched by a man-wolf, yeah, they've also turned into werewolves now. So Honestly didn't even know that he had attacked students, really, until this moment and was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yep, yep. 
So it's like just a full on like instant werewolf epidemic happening yeah. right now, which is like it's cool. Like I'm here for werewolves. Great. I just, just did not expect this uh, in this and episode. <laughs> no bite necessary. Just scratch them up. Well, some versions of of werewolves scratches do turn. You oh, really? Werewolf. Okay. Well, yeah. this is new to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not a man wolf uh, or man wolf. Well, that either. I'm not a werewolf aficionado or connoisseur. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm here to be educated. Yeah, yeah. You just just vampires bite, werewolves scratch. Sometimes werewolves bite too. It's really, where just get mauled by a werewolf in general, and you'll turn it, <laughs> and you can turn into a werewolf. It's more what it is. But sure. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot. There's a lot of werewolves now, uh, which love that. Here for that. Um, and as the other students are evacuating, uh, Banner and Spider Man kind of begin to list off what they know about wolves. Which Bruce makes very sure uh, that everyone knows that it's the scientific term for wolves is Canis Lupus, just in case that helps them come up with science. Thing. All right. Thanks. Fine. Thanks, man. Thanks. Okay. Science cool (laughs) this this show's been really good about not shoehorning like science where it doesn't need to be this is a little bit of a slip (laughs) yeah it's like in case you've never heard of wolves the creature also known as canis lupus like that's like if the one scientific like latin scientific term that every single person knows and also they're wolves like what who are you clarifying this for (laughs) i think what they were trying to do was like that was supposed to be his way of like cluing Spider-Man in to stop talking about the students, which, by the way, was a really stupid thing for him to do because he's basically telling somebody he knows who these students are, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, it's a he could have literally just said, no, the wolves, Spider-Man, the wolves. <laughs> yeah. I don't, whatever. It's stupid. Either it's way. Deal. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man is like, but you know, wolves have really sensitive hearing. So, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna beat him with that. So he cranks the music, uh, which is so loud that it affects their incredibly sensitive hearing, disorienting the wolf students. And then he uses the, their brief moment of disorientation to web them up to the dance floor. Yes. Yes. So I look forward to the third entry in this party series where the monster has to be overwhelmed by their s- extremely sensitive taste uh, ooh, ooh, to be ooh. disoriented because we've mm. we've blinded a rhino, uh, we've deafened some wolves, uh, so naturally we must uh, deactivate <laughs> the olfactory sense of uh, or the taste sense of some other creature. I love, oh, I like, no, olfactory would be great if it was like a smell thing mm. and it was like, we've got to bake as many, if they, the party is like, a, also, there's like a baking sale going on at the party <laughs> or something and they have to bake as much as they can to, to overwhelm the smell of the supervillain. Yeah. Burn the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> or anything stinky, really. I mean, honestly, it doesn't have to be cookies. It could be like savory baked snacks. Yeah. <laughs> or Spider-Man's costume sometimes. <laughs> Ooh, oof. <laughs> the delightful, stanky suit. Yeah, so Harry and Gwen hit the school's lockdown protocol, locking themselves in, and uh, Man will freeze himself from Spidey's webs. Yay. <laughs> when Spider-Man begins to joke about the situation, uh <laughs> Dr. Banner is kind of getting frustrated at all of Spider-Man's quips. Um, and it's like, you know, I can't. <laughs> Whatever. Fine. Fuck it. I love uh, what he says in this moment. He says, like, he basically says, stop joking around. Are you trying to piss me off? 
which is like really smart. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. Yeah, it is really funny. Um, because it, it works. He's just like, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> and he decides to Hulk out. You know, he's still, despite being, as he calls himself, Gamma Week, um, he still, <laughs> he still tries. He like charges the man wolf. Um, and the man wolf like backhands him. And as we've seen in, in other Hulk properties, like getting like a hurt also makes him angry enough to turn into the Hulk. So he, he does yeah. still transform. Yeah. This Dr. Banner, like this Bruce Banner, really not a pleasant guy to be around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no. he's a really, and I, you know what? He's got plenty going on in his life to justify it, but really not a pleasant guy to be around. No. <laughs> He isn't. Yeah, he's really sour. He, I mean, he, he, and he's a lot more of like a badass than most Doctor Banners are. You know, yeah. like they he's don't not me, play up. That's for sure. Which, yeah, I mean, I guess like it seems like this is a much more uh, like veteran kind of like Banner Hulk thing. Like he, he's been the Hulk for for a long while. It seems like, and it doesn't really seem like he's he has a lot of issues with with this. Like he, he's perfectly okay with turning into the Hulk to to fight stuff. So, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a much more like tempered take on on banner i guess yeah they they really focus the animosity between the two on the hulk towards bruce banner which i think does make sense because i think bruce banner just treats the hulk as a tool and the hulk treats bruce banner as he literally calls him lame (laughs) yeah uh so they do lay out sort of the dynamic uh more than i would have expected considering i assume this is sort of a one and done for at least a while uh guest spot yeah, yeah, definitely. So Hulk temporarily incapacitates Man Wolf. I think by throwing him into a wall again. Uh, lots of <laughs> yeah, because they're wall demolishing throwing. demolishing the school. Oh like, yeah, in this episode, they they kind of make Man Wolf uh, formidable ish to the Hulk, which is pretty significant because the Hulk is the Hulk. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, the man wolf just gets thrown into the walls a lot by uh, <laughs> these superheroes. <laughs> and once this happens, Hulk turns his attention to the wolf students. And when he does this, Spider-Man's like, whoa, whoa, buddy, you cannot hurt them because they're just kids. Obviously not knowing that man wolf is also just a kid, but they look more like kids. They're much smaller um, and they're still wearing their student clothes i believe (laughs) yeah yeah so gwen suggests instead of obviously like beating them up that there's a containment unit on the floor below them so if they can just get them down there they can just sort of imprison them instead of beating them up and hulk's like yeah okay a floor below that's easy enough and just crashes through the fucking floor which gwen doesn't love (laughs) yeah But they do manage to get to the containment units, and they do manage to contain the wolf students. So, it worked. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've been missing Gwen in a lot of these episodes. She's so great in this episode, so I'm so glad she's back. (laughs) She really is, because most of the time, it's just spent, like, commenting on the the things that everyone else is doing wrong, and just being like, okay, well, I'm just going to do my thing, and, like, make, and and actually do this correctly. Uh, Like, for example, she's like, I'm pretty sure I can whip up a gamma detector from from parts around the school. I just need to gather some components. It's like... (laughs) I still think it would be easier to do a bake sale. Uh, I still think that would work. Wolves also have a sensitive sense of smell right like that's true too so like that's a good point don't do nice smelling baked goods do like burnt smelling baked or like or like gross cheese baked yeah goods. like do yeah. something like just let let the gods of gorgonzola cheese handle the situation instead of using your fists or using parts you could use to make cooler stuff gamma yeah. detectors eh. 
Eh. I know it's sort of a running joke though with her that she just like whips stuff up. So <laughs> just it's fine. Stuff. It's yeah. fine. It's it's fine. It is always just so silly where it's just like I just need to gather some components and I can build. <laughs> I can create an entirely new technology. <laughs> I just you know what though I just uh, I mean one I'm hung up on the baked goods but two. I just I wish they would make more of a joke of it because sometimes they kind of almost make it funny, but yeah. I feel like they could really make that funny. And I don't. I, it seems like they don't want to, which is fine. But it is funny. It's funny it that she cut like she built a. What did she build? She built a uh, the. The, oh, the coagulator thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of out of amusement park rides. That's yeah, hilarious. It is funny. Let it be funny. <laughs> it's it, it's yeah. I, I think it's it's a bummer because like this episode even kind of undercuts that because then they have like all the students like or like three people like build a cool weapon thing and it's like a fist. It's supposed to be like a fist pump moment for how science rocks and stuff. Yeah, and it's that's like, true. It's like now that's I mean. I, I get it. Like, I don't like it. I think it's stupid and silly and, like, over, like, annoyingly silly. But, like, yeah, if they played it up as a funny, like, quirk that it's, like, Gwen is just the person who can fucking build something out of nothing. Like, isn't that ridiculous? But it always saves the day, so you got to let her right. do it. Like, that would be really funny. Yeah. And if you just let the characters also think it's ridiculous, everything is forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> like... Spider-Man could just be like, how do you do this every right. time? Exactly. That would be perfect. Uh it would be yeah. such a good character trait too for her. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, maybe they'll it, maybe they'll catch yeah. on eventually. And maybe, it'll maybe. they'll let it be funny. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Um well she's building that gamma detector. Um and while the group is kind of gathering those pieces, uh Harry actually offers some information on the man wolf. He's got the inside scoop on this. And uh, he says, and I quote, I'm pretty sure it's my lab partner, John Jameson. The thing around his neck is a lunar crystal. We were developing it to absorb gamma radiation. It uses the radiation to stimulate certain genetic traits like wolf characteristics in humans. You know, for medical purposes. <laughs> Can we're we just... dissect this a little bit? <laughs> please, please, please. Okay, first off. I'm very curious about the fact that they call it a lunar crystal, which implies they got it from the moon or that it is somehow sourced from the moon, but then also describe what they were doing to it as developing. So don't know what to make of that. Whatever. (laughs) Interesting word choice. Far more interesting to me is the implication that it is stimulating genetic traits in humans, not giving them new genetic traits. So all humans already have wolf-like characteristics that they are just bringing out of them, which, fascinating on its own. I'm Uh sure that you would love to live in this universe. Oh, please. But then they justify bringing out the characteristics of a wolf, the inherent characteristics of a wolf in humans for medical purposes. Which is such a wild curveball to me. (laughs) Well, I think it's cool. I think by the end, it's. I I think that... Is it really their intention? I think Harry is just but saying that as a cover. You don't think Harry believes this, though? Hmm. Because by the end, it is clear that John and Harry, or I think it is, I think it's implied, uh, or you can pull from it, that John and Harry are not on the same page regarding the yeah. lunar crystal. That's a good point. No, you're right. I think, uh, yeah, the, I mean, the actual intention for this is not for medical purposes, but you're right. I think Harry would have to believe that, which is still pretty ridiculous that Harry would just be like, yeah. 
course, turn people into wolves to to heal them. That's what that's yeah. they're going to do in every hospital. I mean, I guess the idea I think is that like wolves wolves have enhanced characteristics, so it's like if someone is having hearing loss, you can use this to stimulate the wolf characteristic that improves hearing. I think is is more what they're implying with it. It's just funny to make the jump from it's wolf characteristics hilarious. to that. It's <laughs> hilarious. It's such a wild leap. Also, I guess, I guess, if I'm being generous, uh, Harry's specialty has been explicitly stated as chemistry, and this does not at all sound like chemistry. So sure. maybe he's just sort of like, yeah, okay, John, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. That is the weird thing with Harry, though, is because, like, all of the other stuff he's been developing is, like, goblin technology that's, like, bombs and gliders and shit. That, like, yeah, but, well, the glider is is odd, but the bombs, that's yeah. chemistry. That's true. That's true. Maybe the, the fuel glider and the weird. glider. Maybe the fuel and the glider is what he's developing. Oh, maybe. Or something like maybe. That. I don't know. Whatever. They uh, they are not thinking that much yeah. in the science of this show. Unfortunately, that's just <sighs> that's just the reality of it. But it creates funny things like this. Right. Where Wolf characteristics for medical purposes. A crystal to bring out inherent <laughs> characteristics in all humans. That's that's what I'm pulling from this, right? Oh, I'm not yeah. missing we a all, piece. <laughs> we all, I guess so. There right? are like two it's wolves na- inside all of us, is what I've heard. <laughs> that's science now. In this show, that is a scientific <laughs> reality that literally we all have two wolves inside of us. Yeah. In our DNA. Exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm jealous of this. This sounds like a dream world to live in. Right. <laughs> Gwen doesn't question it, and she is the genetic specialist. So, yeah, she's like, I mean, yeah, it checks out. That's yeah. from my research. That's correct. We're all yeah. part wolf. We've been new. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of Gwen, she does theorize that if they can get the crystal away from Man Wolf and into some sort of containment unit, that he'll detransform because it was just described as using radiation. Uh, so it makes sense that if they can prevent that radiation from reaching Man Wolf, he will unmanwolfify. Yeah. Problem is, Manwolf ran away or was thrown through a wall or something. He's not there. So the group splits into pairs to search for Manwolf, and they do a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> writery thing and pair up the best two pairs, which are Gwen and the Hulk and Harry and Spider Man. And thank God they do this. I, and, and the reason I, I think I love it, I mean, it's un- unintentionally hilarious that Gwen is just like. Yes, yeah, so I'm just going to team up with the Hulk. Like, she's the one who comes up with the plan for her to team up with the Hulk and just goes off. Like, which but is specifically so funny. <laughs> so that he won't ruin more things, which means she is fully confident being like, no, bad Hulk. It's so good. Gwen's awesome. <laughs> this might be my favorite dynamic of any two characters we've met in the entire show. Yeah. And, and it's purely for comedy. <laughs> right. It so is. Oh, it's man. so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we get it. We get we get a couple of nice scenes out of it, out of this, out of these dynamics, because, um, you know, Harry is is, again, this universe is J. Jonah Jameson right now and hates mm-hmm. Spider-Man more than anyone in the world. So, like, they have that sort of kind of sour dynamic between them. He's, like, chastising Spider-Man for crawling on the wall and not just walking like a normal person. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Yeah, I think it would be a little annoying. I mean, I would think it's the coolest thing in the world, but I think for most people it might be a little annoying if you're walking in the hallway and you're trying to talk to someone who's crawling on the wall next to you. Like, that is a little weird. I I, I will give him that. Um, yeah, and when you already don't like somebody, everything they do is the most annoying thing in the world, so fully checks yeah. out. 
It does. It does. Yeah. But, but I like it because like they, it's not the most seamless transition. Like it's a little bit weird that Harry just starts confiding in Spider-Man, but I think they do the best that they can do to sort of naturally transition with like Harry, you know, Harry just like being annoyed at Spider-Man and just like throwing out quips at him and chastising him for everything. And Spider-Man's like, wow, like you seem like, you seem like you must have a ton of friends, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Sour. And Harry's like, well, actually I do have a friend, but he's not here. And he, I'm actually annoyed with my best friend because Halloween was our thing. And he, you know, he always has some excuse and never shows up. And like, this is when we sort of circle back to the, the whole thing that Gwen said about Halloween being the time when you can be anybody. Uh, it's important to Harry because he feels like uh, Peter is the only person who sees Harry as Harry instead of Norman Osborn's son. Um, it's like he he doesn't like being Harry Osborn. That's his whole thing right now is what he's yeah. expressing. Um, and, you know, because Peter has recently just not been showing up to stuff and especially tonight even before the werewolf showed up, putting Harry to pretty like embarrassing and awkward like situation that he hated to be in. Like he's just feels like his friend has been letting him down. Yep. I love that they get to this point because obviously we know that Harry is confiding in Peter, something about Peter. Uh, so I love that we get here. It's enough for me to sort of like forgive the fact that Peter as Spider-Man is kind of being a dick to Harry to get He's to this point. Being so mean to him. It's like this is like, your best friend. Like he doesn't know you're Peter, but you know he's Harry. <laughs> it's it's weird because like I it's 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 interesting because like I think there is a fun dynamic sometimes that you can play where like Spider-Man is a is sometimes a quippy jerk asshole, you totally. know. Um I think you can play it when it's like a character that can take it, will take it, that maybe doesn't know he's Peter Parker. But this goes over the line because Harry is obviously upset, already hates Spider-Man. And like, you would think that Spider-Man would be going above and beyond to try to prove himself to Harry that he's not a piece of shit because he yeah. wants to still is still going to want his best friend to like him, even if his best friend doesn't know that that's him. So yeah, the most yeah. effort he makes is, well, I'm sure he had a good reason. And it's like, well, but the only reason you're talking about this is because you just made fun of Harry for being a dick and probably not having friends as a result of that. <laughs> it yeah, seems like, like why a would you say weird that? thing to say? Yeah. It's, Cause yeah. like Peter Parker, I mean like there's with the superhero thing, right? There's always the question of like, which one is the mask? frequently the spider-man's mask is 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 sort of treated more like a mask than peter parker is right like peter parker's yeah. not clark kent clark you know clark kent is more of a mask than superman is um and so it's like it makes more sense for him to be defaulting to peter parker when he's around the people he's most comfortable with i get that harry hates spider-man but he should act differently around harry when he's spider-man he should he should be sort of like thrown off by that not default to spider-man like it's just yeah it's weird it's very strange <laughs> and yeah. it's funny because you don't even i don't even know if i noticed it right away because he was just being spider-man but i think it was the second time i watched it that i was like wait a second hold on this is your best friend yeah why would you say that to him regardless of who you look like right now right your best friend <laughs> is clearly like upset you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and anytime he runs into people he recognizes he's acted weird so it's just strange that in this moment he doesn't act awkward. Like when he ran into Anya, when he ran into Max, when he ran into Gwen, when he ran into Harry before, you know, like, or Miles. Mm. Like, yeah, he always sort of defaults to awkward, uh, awkward Peter in these moments. And this, this, uh, not so much. <laughs> just it acts does. like I, a dick. <laughs> I do like how it ends because, you know, Harry yeah. ends up confiding this, like, emotional stuff uh, to Spider-Man, uh, who is Peter, obviously. So, so. 
Peter as Spider-Man is like, I had no idea. And Harry's just like, why would you? (laughs) Yep. Yep. Second moment in this episode (laughs) where uh, Harry delivers a like, what the, what? (laughs) Like to different people from his perspective, but. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Like is everyone, it's everyone in town stupid. What's going on? (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Uh, Harry is so great in this show. I love Harry Osborn in this show so much it hurts like I hate it I hate how much I love Harry Osborn in this show I have never and and yeah yeah he's a great Harry Osborn he's just great we'll just leave it at that (laughs) yeah I do too he's so yeah yeah he's great I agree agree full agree the other interaction we get after they split up is it's it's a natural progression from what we've seen but it's not the it's actually not the interaction I would have expected because they sort of were being played for comedy until this point with Gwen and Hulk, right? Which her sort of like chastising the Hulk for being hulky. Uh, but when they're alone together, she gets frustrated with him because she's asking him questions that she knows could help them solve the problem. But because he's in Hulk mode and doesn't like Bruce Banner, he's like either can't access the memories or won't access the memories or whatever the case may be. We don't get clarification. doesn't really matter. But Gwen is frustrated because she's like, you're Bruce Banner. You have the same brain as Bruce Banner. You've been nominated for Nobel Prizes. Like, why can you not? help me or like help the situation uh and and i like that because this is another instance where like the hulk is articulate but there's clearly something in conflict between his two personas yeah and we get a character reacting the way that we probably are to a degree uh and i like that in the universe they sort of address that yeah i am sort of surprised that they didn't work a little harder to like make some thematic through line with this with that whole like on Halloween, you can be anyone you want to be, and maybe you don't want to be who you actually are. Thing with Harry Osborn going mm-hmm. on with the Hulk, which is it's similar to what he's going through, where it's just like he's sort of got these two different people occupying the same body with the same brain, but like they don't want to. But at least with the Hulk, he doesn't want to acknowledge that Bruce Banner is technically him or a part of him, you know. And it's like it's kind of there, but like it's so sparse that like it's doesn't it doesn't feel like it's a thematic connection it almost ends up just feeling kind of incidental um and you have a werewolf like you have a werewolf and the hulk who are both sort of jekyll heidi type true characters on top of being a spider-man show which frequently themes masks and then you call out (laughs) that particular it's wild that that wasn't a a bigger thematic thing on a show that tends to be very willing to sort of explore themes yeah, it's almost like they maybe had the idea when they like initially started, but then it was just like, well, we have to get to the Hulk turning into a werewolf, <laughs> like, so we yeah. don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, which again, if it weren't a Halloween episode, I I'm probably being too forgiving of certain things because it's just like the Halloween yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, I think ultimately this is just like a very okay, like an aggressively okay episode that I kind agree. of misses the mark on stuff. Fully but agree. it is a really fun. It is a really fun <laughs> Halloween episode. So like, yeah, whatever, fine. They wanted to do a monster episode for Halloween, and they did that. And I'm not mad at them for doing that. But aggressively okay might be the best way to describe this episode. <laughs> yeah. It's aggressively just fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, the two groups kind of meet back up after their search. Um, and, and they Glad are like she made those gamma detectors. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Like they got, you just made, made like a big circle and then came back. And they are like, well, we're detecting something. Oh no, it's just the Hulk. And then Harry somehow figures out like, wait, no, it's not. This is something different. Even though it's saying it's right here where the Hulk is, this is clearly something different. And that's when they realize the man wolf is just hanging out on the ceiling right above them. So he jumps down and attacks them. Spider-Man manages to quickly pluck the crystal from Man-Wolf and uh, place it into the containment unit. And the Man-Wolf transforms right back into John Jameson. So like, oh, okay, I guess that was anticlimactic, but uh, has it been 22 minutes already? I guess it's done. Okay, fine, whatever. Uh, But no. (laughs) Seven and a half minutes left, baby. (laughs) Actually, (laughs) turns out the Hulk was scratched by the Man-Wolf, who has infectious scratches so therefore uh we get exposed to uh hulk wolf wolf hulk wolf hulk hulk wolf wolf hulk wolf 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 hulk wolf hulk hey you know what (laughs) wolf hulk is cool hulk wolf cool love it actually genuinely tried to find out if there was precedent for naming this character and just ended up more confused no idea what we're supposed to call it. Wolf, Hulk, Hulk, Wolf. Wolf. I'm trying to figure out what sounds because it doesn't matter. So what else? Like Hulk Wolf would make sense for the man wolf structure. Yeah. So Hulk Wolf. Wolf Hulk. Well, you lose you lose mm. some consonants with Wolf Hulk. So it might make more sense to do Hulk Wolf from both both uh, perspectives yeah. of like some uh, some semantics. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, because um, Wolf Wolf Hulk is just Wolf Hulk. Like it sounds like one thing. Hulk Wolf. I like Wolf Hulk. Hulk Wolf. <laughs> Hulk Wolf. Hulk Wolf. I like that. Let's go with Hulk Wolf. Hulk Wolf. Hulk Wolf. Hulk Wolfs. <laughs> Wolf. I don't. I'm. My brain is just br- breaking right now as yeah. we speak. Yeah. This episode does that a little bit. <laughs> oh, but also the wolf students are still wolves too. They didn't. This wasn't a. This wasn't a kill the head vampire situation. Like yeah. the wolf students are still wolves. So now you've got the same amount of werewolves. It's just one of them happens to also be the Hulk, which is bad. But that's so. a super important detail because they thought it would be like kill the mm-hmm. head vampire. Th- that and that should have worked because without the gamma radiation, none of the the werewolves should have survived. So the fact that. The wolf students are still wolves is like, wait, what did we do wrong? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Spider-Man's like, I guess you guys got to run. <laughs> um, <laughs> Get out. And as they, <laughs> and as they do, uh, John explains that the wolf transformations rely on a gamma source to be sustained. So while they contain the crystal, that was the gamma source. The Hulk is made out of gamma. Like, he was created from gamma. He generates his own gamma rays. So this is uh, now preventing the Hulk and the students from transforming back because they have this, like, never-ending source of gamma, essentially. Um, which is wild. Like, that's a yeah. <laughs> interesting I didn't know turn. That. Is that... Is that a thing? Somebody tell I mean, me if it, that's a thing. It can't be, right? Because that would mean that the Hulk is, like, constantly poisonous to everyone around him. Like, I don't think that that makes any sense. Like, he, Well, one, it would mean that he's uh, he's a, a sustainable energy source. Uh, but two. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Actually, you could do something with that. <laughs> what, imprison him and use him as a power plant? That's terrible. I mean. uh, but <laughs> But also, yeah, it would be, it would be problematic. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess he's not blasting people with as much gamma as like the Fantastic Four to like constantly be body horror transforming people, but it's enough to sustain the students. I don't know. <laughs> all the, I mean, all the Avengers have to have cancer right now. Like that's it doesn't. It's weird. Like I it's, need to uh, know so much more. 
Yeah, I, I I think that that was like one thing that they really it's it, it's 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 it sucks because like it makes it's cool. I, I like think the it's idea. a really it's a really cool like from a writer's perspective, uh, really cool like tool to add to this conflict and up up the stakes because you literally have a walking power source creating these werewolves now. Like that's a really neat idea. I think it. It doesn't work because gamma is a real thing that exists in the real world. If it was just magical cosmic energy, then then they could just you know say whatever they wanted. But since it's explicitly gamma, see, I don't even know that much. Like that, know. I just was like, what? <laughs> yeah. So I love it as a horror movie twist. Like mm-hmm. that's good. But yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a wild. definitely a definitely a thing you just have to ignore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I like it. And I'm just, I'm just not going to think about it, I guess. I think that that's fair. Hello, amazing friends. We just wanted to take a quick moment to shout out our Spectacular Enough patrons, Katie, Mike, Eric, Carl, and Lillian. If you would like to join our Patreon, we have a ton of great bonus content waiting for you. We have our Spider Bites, where we talk about pretty much whatever we want in the Spider-Man universe, such as comics, like the current Miles Morales series, and classics like Kraven's Last Hunt. Sometimes we do deep dives into Spider-Man stuff, like our miniseries on the unmade Spider-Man movies. Or we spin off into other topics, like the Blade movies, or the Firestar comics. Sometimes we'll do some bonus content just because we happen to have it, like Peaks Behind the Curtain or how we make certain episodes. And if you join us at the $5 Spectacular level, you also get access to our After Dark commentaries, where we let loose and talk about shows that aren't Spider-Man related without a filter. Shows like Gargoyles, Batman Beyond, Muppet Babies, and more. Ultimately, these are the types of things that we're going to talk about anyway, so recording it and making it available on Patreon is our way of saying thank you so much for supporting this show and letting us do the types of things we really want to do. Whatever tier you opt into, thank you so much. Whether you're an avid listener or just stopping by, we appreciate that too. From your friendly neighborhood podcasters, thank you. Well, after Spider-Man tricks the Hulk wolf into trashing in through a laboratory wall, because that's the only way you can fight these wolf people is getting them to crash through walls or throwing (laughs) them through walls. Um, The students begin working on a new solution. So Spidey and Hulk Wolf are clashing. Uh, Gwen, Harry, and John, meanwhile, uh, this is where we get the big science moment that I was referencing earlier. They use tools from the lab to create like three different blasters, like elemental blasters, an air blaster, a water blaster, and a fire blaster. Don't like Uh, it. Yeah, it's really silly. It's really silly. Because, and you know what? It could, it's going to be silly regardless, but, like, this is the type of thing that the show does. So, like, I will, I could accept it if they didn't play it up as such, like, a cheesy hero moment with Spidey literally, literally at a certain point during the sequence says, science rules. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's Come a on. thing that I have, I have been tracking <laughs> and saying, like, I hate when they do this, even though I love that they emphasize science. I hate when they call it out because they don't need yeah. to. What I don't right. like about it is one, I've already said this, they don't make it funny and they should. That 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 forgives a lot of sins if you can make something funny. But two, why are air, water, and fire blasters even like what in this scenario, why are they even a thing? Why do they matter? Yeah, why do they normal. work? Each wolf is blasted by one of them, and then they use all of them at the like on the Hulk, and it seems to be like working miraculously like what why these because <laughs> science these? rules doug science <laughs> rules 
Is it, what, what is this? Is it, I know. What, 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 it why? <laughs> at least if it was something that like played into what was going on or like they, they could have said some scientific mumbo jumbo, like it's an anti-gamma ray or whatever, but it's like elemental, that? elemental blasters. Like why, where did that come from? Like make a fire blaster when Venom's back. Like save that. I don't, wh- yeah. why this? Why this? And why, why did all three of them have something? To, I don't know. It's just, a, it's all a mess. I don't like it. It's, it's dumb. I know. It's just wild to me that this guy who is like a comedy, and I know that Kevin Shinnick didn't specifically write this episode, but it's wild to me that, that the main sort of like highest creative force comes from comedy. And this isn't a joke. Yeah. <laughs> this is not, not a joke. This is real. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the whole episode is treated more lightly. So that is worth noting in general. Uh, the it, it is treated with less, uh, I guess, real world seriousness. But they also sure. then constantly ground things, so it's not not serious at the same time. Yeah, I'm okay with goofy comic book bullshit. It's just like I think you have to treat it a certain way. And I think the problem with this is like if you're going to have these three students build air, water, and fire blasters to fight <laughs> a bunch of werewolves, <laughs> then like play up the silliness of that and don't yeah. try to make it a fist pumping moment to tell the kids how great science is. Like, come yeah. on, you don't need that. Yeah, it just you makes don't. it look sillier. You sure don't. <laughs> no, what I did laugh at, um, and it's not so much that it's like funny on paper, but mostly I think because of the delivery is like, you know, Gwen tries to come up. She has the water blaster. So she tries to come up with a quip. She's like, eat water cannon, fuzzball. Or technically it should be drink water cannon. I'm new at this. But the thing that makes it funny is that like it's so fast and she yells the yep. entire thing. Like <laughs> it's it's as if it is all one quip that she's throwing out or one kind of like badass like line. Yeah. Um, it's, it ends up like it ends up coming off like a lot funnier than I think it could have if she didn't deliver it so well. I like I also like the sort of uh, almost outside the universe like I'm new at this where it's like, what are you new at being a hero? Like, are you, like, are you considering yourself a hero right now? That's fun. Yeah. Like, I like yeah. this. <laughs> I yeah. like that this is where your head is going because we know where your story will end up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I do heroic things, I must do quips. <laughs> right. Right. I like that. I like Spending that too much time with Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, all this works. They knock off the wolf. They knock back the wolf students. They combine the, all of their. They combine all of their powers and uh, turn them uh, towards the Hulk, and they it's knock the them off his feet. Pokemon bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's like Captain Planet stuff. It's like all our pa- all our elemental uh, powers combined. You know. Uh, yep. <sighs> Yep, yep, yep. Whatever. <laughs> that knocks Hulk off his feet. And with Hulk on the ground, Spider-Man just exposes him to the crystal, drains the gamma energy out of him, and transforms him right back into Dr. Banner, transforms the wolf students into just students since they don't have access to this gamma power source anymore. That I'm cool with. I like that yeah, the thing that we fun. learned so early on is actually just the solution at the end and mm-hmm. that you do see Gwen, John, and Harry sort of like holding off the student the wolf students while Spider-Man is trying to do this. So I do like that. I mean, even if I think their weapons are silly, I like they, they Mm -hmm. did handle the geography of that space really well. They did. The animation on the wolf students turning back into humans is also really, really good. Like it's really fast, but Mm -hmm. it's a really fluid little, kind of gross looking sequence oh i should have paid more attention to that it's really because like they're bald when you first see them transforming until they fall off a frame and then and then they're not you know when you see them again like on the on the ground but But that means they like lost all their hair and then like grew their hair back all in a matter of like seconds (laughs) yep (laughs) yep ow 
Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, uh, outside, and this is all, all over now, John Jameson volunteers to depower and destroy the lunar crystal. Um, Gwen, you know, expresses some hesitation since he, like, started all of this. But Harry mm-hmm. backs John up. He's like, no, I trust him. We implemented this whole safety measure. He, he's, he's the only one that can destroy the lunar crystal, and he definitely will. Like, he's learned his lesson. We, I, we, we'll be able to be fine. Very um, interesting to me that John Jameson has been introduced into this universe without the context of J. Jonah Jameson yeah. or the sort of, like, heroic... Uh, context whatever that may be like because he's a high school student obviously he can't be an astronaut but there are other things that they could make him to be this sort of golden boy Mm -hmm. and they've completely sort of left all of those things to the side yeah so this episode sells him out pretty bad by the end of it like he's not a good guy yeah (laughs) yeah so like the thing that you would normally sit there and say like oh well of course we trust john jameson because of x y and z this show doesn't even have that they literally only have harry's word yeah yeah Mm-hmm. It's definitely a choice. I don't know if it's the right choice or not. It'll depend. Yeah. It'll depend how this all goes. And if, <laughs> we'll you know, see. It, it might be interesting if they do introduce J. Jonah Jameson to have him introduced after we meet his son or something. Yeah, that's so Like, wild. maybe there's a way they can play with that, you know. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, Banner uh, admits that he doesn't really remember much from when he becomes the Hulk, but he thanks Spider-Man anyway, assuming that without him, things probably would have gone much worse. Uh, And Spider-Man similarly thanks Banner for helping him feel less alone, because he's met another person that also has to deal with this, you know, dual identity stuff that, that Spidey had to deal with, having just learned how much he disappointed his best friend as Peter Parker. So I like that little connection. I also like that Spidey's like, great, now let's get you both shirts, because he's just distracted by the two shirtless men in front of him. He is uh, quite focused so on making sure no man is shirtless Yeah, in yeah, this episode. I, uh-huh. I think he's, he's I think something's going on in his, in his little head right now. <laughs> it's entirely possible. It's entirely, we, see, we see these men without their shirts, you know? Yeah. There's no yeah. mystery there. I do. Uh-huh. It is funny to me that at the beginning of the episode, Spider-Man kind of like um, he says to Bruce Banner, like you would like he he almost says like you wouldn't understand what it's like to be, you know, uh, what I don't even remember what he says, but he implies uh, that Bruce Banner and the lives, Hulk, would, yeah, wouldn't understand what it's like to lead two separate lives. But then at the end of the episode, he thanks Bruce Banner for helping him feel similar, like less alone, as if. That has, like, if there's similar, like, I get where he's coming from, but it's funny to me because he, he, knowing that Bruce Banner is sort of this prickly guy Mm -hmm. um, who has warmed up to Spider-Man, I do have to imagine that Bruce Banner is still like, yeah, it's not the same, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little, it's a little, it's a little help. (laughs) Like, I like the, I like it in concept, but it's a little, it's a little weak. Oh, I still like the moment because I think it's regardless of, of how Bruce Banner feels about it. It's still important to Spider-Man. It's still helpful to him. You know what I mean? Um, Like I mentioned, like the MCU Hulk is an important character to me. I, I don't Hulk out. You know what I mean? Like it still ends up being like a good character and somebody you can like learn things from. Um, but I just like, because we don't ever get inside Bruce Banner's head, I just like to imagine he's like, okay, sure. <laughs> All right. right. All right, buddy. <laughs> if you want to yeah. say that you get it, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how I imagine he would react to anybody who says they think they get it. <laughs> sure. I think, yep. 
Probably so. Right? <laughs> I think so. I think so. He's in a very unique circumstance yeah. that most people are not in, so. Yeah. John Jameson <laughs> might be the closest to somebody who maybe could get it. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? He kind of sucks, so yeah. maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> As we learn in the next scene, because at Osborne Academy, uh, John's there and just is bringing the lunar crystal to Norman and confirms the field test was successful. So all this stuff, for the most part, was pretty much intentional. Norman, uh, you know, though Norman appreciates the results, he expresses frustration that John got Harry involved because the whole point of of doing a secret field test that Harry was not aware of was so Harry wouldn't be involved. But, uh, you know, he got involved anyway. John's like, well, my instincts were conflicted as man wolf. So I was, you know, looking for Harry and Norman's kind of weirdly chill about it. Um you know, but I guess like technically their experiment worked like man wolf exists and creating create other man wolves. And I assume man wolf soldiers is probably what he's looking for. So I guess, uh, I guess. that was my I mean, that was my first assumption. Or, like, or he's just trying to create super soldiers in general. And the wolf part is like like is was further than he expected. But but we don't know for sure. Yeah, that's true. They don't they don't explicitly spell it out in the same way that they've spelled out his desire for other su- types of super soldiers or whatever. Yeah. So the one yeah. thing that I will say about John, because we know that his actions suck in this episode, he does seem pretty intimidated by Norman, and it does. I, I would buy if they ended up sort of swerving into John Jameson has been manipulated by Norman, and mm-hmm. and they sort of play that instead, where like. It's easy to see how a number of students at Osborne Academy could kind of find their own path into uh, villainy. I could see John Jameson being a story separate from that where he is manipulated into uh, being sort of, I guess, the the high school equivalent of a, of a villain for hire. Because, hmm. um, sure. like, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard because we get so little from John Jameson, the human being. But I do. Am I am I making that part up? He seemed sort of like meek, which was weird for John. Yeah, I know. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I mean, yeah. Like, like he seemed it, nervous to at least like report back to Norman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Probably because it didn't go well. <laughs> he's not a cackling supervillain teenager, you know, in the same way we've met others. So, oh, like, God, it, yeah, it's, it's not a Smythe. It, he's definitely different. Um. So yeah, I could see that. I could see it being a thing where they where he has a redemption story later on at some point too. Like you know, he comes clean about what he was involved in and tries to fix it. Like you know, I can yeah. I can see that going a number of ways. Um, or they might just never use him again too. Like I don't know. Uh, so, that would be a bummer to be honest. It would, it would be it a would. big bummer given that this episode exists. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah, I will have to see. I, I genuinely don't know. Yeah. Um, it's just given that he as a as a person was was so was spotlighted so was given so little to really do to differentiate him from everyone else you know it's yeah. what makes me suspicious but yeah it's not about john it's about manwolf yeah right exactly so i don't know i don't know yeah all they got to do is just you know fix all <laughs> this f- fix you know the whole raging manwolf thing yeah, part that's <laughs> basically. it basically that's, that's all, all. <laughs> just fix the the rage stuff yeah all of this also does fit into the trend of Osborne loving to just put teenagers in mortal danger. Just, mm-hmm. just loving it. Just that's the only way you can get anything done yeah. is by making a teenager face like peril. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, and he, he loves the teenagers that are like willing to do it. Right. We mentioned, yeah. we mentioned Herman and Clayton and we mentioned plenty of times Smythe and he likes those students. I could mm-hmm. see if John ended up being, you know, a character we revisit again, 
that could be the conflict between those two characters is that John isn't actually enthusiastic about doing these things. Kind of yeah. like Harry is not enthusiastic about doing these things. Mm-hmm. Well, Harry hasn't been faced with that specifically, but yeah. we know he will be at some point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the episode ends at the coffee shop where one of the students who was turned into a wolf is attempting to convince other students that he was turned into a wolf. (laughs) And no one believes him despite the fact that all of his clothes are ripped to shreds (laughs) and probably has a scar. Probably, yeah, because he can't have healed fully, scratch couldn't have fully healed yet. And like... Other students also witnessed the wolves, too, so it's right? not like you'd be the only one. Also, uh, you know, I didn't call this out, but, like, when – at the end of, like, the the action sequence and stuff, when they're all outside, like, the EMTs are there and Spider-Man oh is God, trying so to funny. explain to the EMTs about the werewolf stuff. And they're like, it's, it's, New, it's New York in the Marvel Universe on Halloween. Like, this is a completely normal – this is completely normal for us. I do love that. <laughs> I love that they acknowledge, like, yeah, no weird shit happens all the time. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. Which makes it even weirder that people are like, a a werewolf here? Well, maybe, maybe all of his friends did see it, but it's so ridiculous that they're just, like, fucking with him. And they're like, you did not, you did not. He's like, you were there. And they're like, no. Yeah, yeah. Or they're so traumatized by it that they're just, like, in denial that it ever happened. Maybe, (laughs) maybe. That's much more horrifying. Uh Um, well, listening into this conversation, Peter feigns disbelief about the situation to Harry because Peter, as Peter, was not there. Uh, so he does that sort of like uh, Peter Parker thing of like, nah, that seems ridiculous that we don't actually see a whole lot of in this show, but we see in other shows uh, and properties. He mm-hmm. also thanks Harry for keeping him away from the party and apologizes for missing the Halloween party altogether because it is their thing. And Harry... The pure shining light that he is tells Peter not to worry because our friendship trumps Halloween any day. And when Peter asks, what do you mean? Harry says, because there's no reason for us ever to wear a mask. It's going to go south so bad. The number of episodes that have ended with these two being like, we're going to be best of friends forever. It's too much, man. At least 33% of these episodes have ended that way. (laughs) It's too much. My heart breaks for him. Also, Uh, uh, Stegosaurus Hair Kid Watch, I believe, is in this scene. He absolutely is. Yep, I noted that too. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sweet Harry. Uh Uh, Oh, poor Harry. Oh, boy. Poor Harry. I feel so much worse for Harry in all of this than I do for Peter, and I don't think we're typically supposed to feel that way. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Like, Peter, you could be better. (laughs) Although, you know, there are very many times when it's just like, Peter sucks. So it's not, it's a little bit on brand. (laughs) Yeah, it's on brand, but at this show, he tends not to be too bad. He's sort of like gradually getting worse, which is sort of called out by Harry, which I think is a nice way to do it. Well, I think it's also like he's really only gradually getting worse with Harry. Like with his relationships haven't aren't really degrading with other people. Yeah. Um, like they made Evan flow a little bit, but with Harry, it's been on a pretty downward slope throughout the entire show, like which exclusively. Is, which is smart because the show is set up with them going to different schools, so it's not even just the Spider-Man thing. Harry can understand it, you know, as as just the two of them growing apart because Peter has new friends. Peter goes to a different school. Peter is busy with his his sort of uh his i wanted to call it an internship but whatever um (laughs) and and have and he has no idea that it's spider-man and he can chalk it up to other reasons which i think is actually more uh detrimental than just like not knowing 
because he doesn't have to ask Peter, he can make the assumptions, which I think can be worse depending on how you handle it. Right, right. Yep, fully agree. So, face of the episode, <laughs> giving it to my new favorite uh, extra character here, uh, who we'll never see again, who I've dubbed Katie in the uh, in the shark costume. Because <laughs> in that scene, we have both uh, character in shark costume. And also Gwen makes the funniest face when she realizes Harry is there. Like, she knows she's about to give him a hard time, and she's delighting in it. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, aha! <laughs> Let me give this kid some shit. <laughs> <laughs> also, I just noticed that uh, there is like a full-on wizard getup in the background. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and then I don't know who this kid is supposed to be on the side. It's just like a kid in a tank top and like a, a helicopter beanie hat thing. Yeah. What are you? <laughs> okay. It's like a very low effort costume, right? I guess. Oh, I'm just over here wearing full chain mail. I dig your tank top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow. Thanks. Wow. The effort. Mm. Yeah. So real. So real. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. This episode's okay. It's fine. It was fun. It's fun yeah. and goofy. And that's, yeah. that's enough, I guess. It's it's fun and goofy. It is probably It's probably indicative of what i figured this show was based on its reputation yeah you know, sort of like yeah. aggressively okay that you had sort of uh, uh described it as mm-hmm. but it actually ends up being sort of a standout in that it is the only episode i think we've covered that kind of falls into that territory where it's just like that was totally just fine i guess yeah uh yeah. it's nothing nothing about this episode is especially offensive but very little about it is especially exciting either. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, whatever. I like I like werewolves. That's cool. He looks cool. Man wolf looks cool. Hulk wolf looked cool. They all look cool. Yeah, Hulk Wolf does look very cool. Very cool model. Yeah, yeah. Like they're they're not they're not any 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 they're not a wild take on a man wolf or werewolf or anything. It's pretty standard, but it's good. I think they, you know, why mess with perfection? They look great. <laughs> <laughs> I think Hulk Wolf is them slightly messing with perfection, and I think That's it true. ends up being even better. Very true. Yeah. I like Green war- Werewolf. That's great. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And he's a giant, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> more werewolf for your enjoyment. Always more werewolf. <laughs> well, I'd say if you wanted more werewolf, uh, you could check out our Patreon, but I don't know if we've covered any werewolf stuff over there, so we'll have to... We'll have to oh. remedy that, but yeah. in the meantime, you can check out what we do have over there in the form of lots of spider bites covering comics and, and movie trailers and stuff like that, and also our After Dark commentaries, where we probably could find something werewolfy to watch uh, as we as we drink and uh, <laughs> enjoy enjoy the shows in a different way. So <laughs> check that out at patreon.com slash walloping web snappers if you would like to find us individually we are easy to find derek where can people find you and the stuff you are working on yeah sure you can find me on twitter at derek b gale you can also find me on youtube under my video essay series second chance which looks at bad or divisive media but from a positive lens what about you doug you can find me on twitter at ikibuli i-c-k-y-b-o-o-l-e-y you can also find me on another podcast here on the four-eyed radio network called victory road a pokemon podcast where my co-host Kyle and I talk about Pokemon just as we feel like it. And if you like books and games, you can find me on a podcast called Novel Gaming, a podcast about books and games with tidbits of other pop culture. 
If you would like more from Derek and me, you can find our monthly podcast, Falling with Style, an ongoing Pixar movie marathon, where we watch every Pixar film chronologically. Our episode on Cars is out now, and we had two great guests for that one. Uh, And it's Cars, so you know that there was discussion to be had. Uh, And you can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you'd like everything that Derek and I are doing all in one place, you can visit our website at wallopingwebsnappers.com where you can find an archive of all of our Spider-Man episodes and Falling With Style episodes organized by series. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at wallopingwebpod and email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts, but especially those big ones because if you like what we are doing, someone else will too, and that makes us easier to find. Finally, next week, we are once again revisiting the 90s show with a very special guest as we cover once again, through new eyeballs, new fishbowls, the menace of Mysterio. (laughs) See you then. Bye. Bye.